the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to our special Thanksgiving edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. Now, uh, had this been a a talk show during the week with call-ins, I, of course, would have loved to have heard who likes turkey, who's going to have ham, and um, I'll ask Larry in a minute, but I already know what he's going to say. For myself, I would say skip the meat, give me an entire plate of stuffing with so much gravy, you can barely see the stuffing. Um, But Larry, I have to ask, because I have a prediction as to what you're going to say, what is your favorite food to have on Thanksgiving? Uh, you may not believe this, but uh, they make these fresh muffins and with butter and boysenberry jam or blueberry jam or something. Literally, I think that is my favorite. Um, I like uh, the sweet potatoes, too, with like they have these melted marshmallows on them. It's all good. It's, I just love really? it. Yeah. It's, isn't that wild? You know, <laughs> I thought you were going to say pizza because I know <laughs> your favorite food is pizza. And when we have talked about other holidays and I've asked some other questions, your your answer has been pizza. But, that would okay. work, but I'd get in trouble with my family if I were to do oh, that. Oh, so. that's great. <laughs> well, uh, one of the uh, issues that I wrote about in my Psychology Today column uh, leading up into Thanksgiving is this idea of vaccine seeding. Now, vaccine seeding might be, as you might imagine, you kind of like politics seeding was last year. So we've moved sort of from voting to vaccine, but it's the same type of uh, psychology. In other words, you have to seat people in different places based on certain categories that they fall into. However, um, it is much easier to deduce somebody's politics than vaccination status. I mean, are we really going to ask a beloved Aunt May to flash a QR code at the door to prove that she has either been vaccinated or is sporting a less than 48-hour-old negative test? The answer is probably no. And what about the patriarch? What about the family patriarch who's used to sitting at the head of the table? Do we relegate him to the patio simply because he has maybe a medical exemption and hasn't been tested, hasn't been vaccinated. Uh, I mean, how do you handle that? I wonder whether families are even asking the question because even that, even the issue of vaccination status, that has crept onto the list of taboo topics in many social circles. So, I mean, it's right up there alongside sex and politics. So how do we do it this season to make sure everybody is safe? Right. Yeah, I think it's uh, what I would say, kind of a factual scientific approach. They they have something called the fog of war, where it's kind of like, what's the correct information on 
uh, will I be protected with the vaccine? Will I get it from somebody else? Well, there's also, what about the fog of COVID information? And first, we have to sort out the confusing state of our science. Mass, some medical experts say they work, and other medical experts say they don't. Many have seen the internet video of a person blowing smoke out uh, or vapor out of his mouth where he has a cloth mask on and is coming out the sides and so forth. So, you know, that's not stopping the coronavirus. But then uh, and we've all seen the pictures of President Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Barack Obama, Gavin Newsom, when they're, they think they're not on camera, they have no mask on. And they're at these well-attended parties. I mean, well-attended parties. And then about well, the vaccines, just really quickly, the reports are, I've heard from Bill Gates himself. I watched the video on down that they do not prevent you from getting COVID and they do not prevent you from spreading COVID. So I just hope we have a rational look at this. Uh, that's my hope for relatives too, our beloved relatives. Well, we talk about following the science. I also, in my column, talk about following the social climate, because uh, regardless of vaccine, vaccine status, regardless of a mask, if you use the honor system, let's say, you know, somebody either has to be vaccinated or have a recent negative test, that's really a leap of faith. And sometimes it comes down to terminology. You may remember, we may take a lesson from three-time MVP NFL great Aaron Rodgers. Remember what happened to him? He came under fire for misleading the public about his vaccination status, referring to himself instead as immunized. Well, according to many people in science or in the science fields or medical doctors, there is protection that is conferred from having contracted COVID. Now, people that are in favor of vaccines say, well, that's even it's even more powerful if you also are vaccinated. Um, But what do you do about the mask, as you mentioned? Because let's face it, when we are talking Thanksgiving, we're not talking about silently sitting somewhere watching television. We're talking about lots of eating and drinking, uh, which is impossible to do through a mask. Uh, I know when we all started wearing masks last summer, we had these fancy little masks with the holes for the straws. I don't know about you, Larry, but my guests don't want to drink wine through a straw. Um, And of course, you know, maybe I could fit the stuffing in through a little hole, but people that are eating turkey are going to be unmasked. And if they're also unvaxxed, that could pose a problem. But I have to say, um, one of the other issues surrounding Thanksgiving that is just just a riot and a hoot to talk about every year is the amount of calories consumed. (laughs) Larry, you found a document that was tallying the Thanksgiving meal at somewhere upwards of 4,000 calories. How in the world do we get to that astronomical amount? That's like several days for some people, uh, their normal diet. How are we getting up so high? I don't know. Well, it says in this article that I found that the average number of calories consumed on Thanksgiving, and this is both male and female, is between 3,000 and 4,500. And uh, to burn that off, like say you do the 4,500 calories, the time it takes for the average male to burn through those 4,500 calories on the treadmill, 10 hours and two minutes. Wow. <laughs> you know, I thought that was one of the most interesting parts of that article, Larry, because many people might do that. They have a Thanksgiving meal and then, and then they like don't eat for five days and just spend it on the treadmill. But most people just it, go back to business as usual. But Larry, I know that um, we're going to just briefly segue from poultry to politics so let me uh, end the silver lining segment, and I think you have some hard-hitting political news and uh, commentary that, that you want to deliver. 
Right. And I, I call this, this is a commentary, so I exempt uh, Wendy uh, from this. She doesn't know what I'm going to be talking about and the station, but it's something about election integrity. And I just call this little piece, America's future now hangs in the balance. Will we restore our elections or kill our republic? So the midterm elections are right around the corner. The midterm congressional elections will be held on Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. And that is... Uh, and all 435 seats in Congress will be up for grabs. Well, from today, Saturday, it'll, that's 346 days or 11 months and 13 days. But the question is, will they be honest? Uh, will we survive as a nation that we grew up in? It seems every day the power-obsessed politicians implement new agendas that crush America's great middle class, our economy, and our most hallowed institutions, examples of the left destructive policies. How about the invasion of our U.S. border below, you know, the the southern border where there's basically no controls at all? How about tens of thousands of people, even millions of people being injected with an experimental drug or lose their job, the the so-called mandates? And then what about the inflation? This will be the most inflated uh, Thanksgiving we've ever had. I think it's up. The prices are up 14% at least. And how about the gas prices, the shortages, the poverty, the drug addiction, the runaway crime. If you saw those pictures of, uh, I think it's in San Francisco where they do that whole ransack of the Nordstrom's and other stores. It's just so out of control. Now the elites hate our nation in my opinion. And, uh, but we can't let that happen folks. So, so what we have to do and what will they possibly do to retain power? Because everybody's seeing how bad it is. And if you look at the poll numbers, I think people want to vote in a more conservative agenda. I'm not even talking about parties, but I think that the left is intent, in my opinion, on cheating. How will they do this? Voter fraud. Changing the rules at the last minute. Big tech censorship. Shooting down voter ID laws. Shutting out election observers. Eliminating signature verification uh, verification for mail-in ballots, and even ballot harvesting. And there, there's more. And then if we object, which is a, a patriot would do, uh, anybody that loves this country, what are we called? Often we're called white supremacists, uh, even though there's many black and Hispanic people that believe exactly as we do. Or they say we're guilty of voter suppression or even Jim Crow 2.0. I've heard that too. So our integrity of our elections must be strengthened. And we're going to be talking about this in the next uh, segment with a very, very special guest who has devoted basically her life to making sure we have election integrity. But I think this sounds so unimportant compared to all, all the other diversions we have. We have, you know, the, the Kyle Rittenhouse matter and this and that and this. But when it comes down to it, we have to get control of our elections. They have to be fair. And if we choose to go socialist as a country and they're fair, I say that's too bad, but I accept it. But if they cheat to get there, that is so worrisome. That's why we need voter integrity. Yeah, you know, um, nobody nobody can deny we need voter integrity, and we are going to explore that um, in the next segment. Um, we want integrity. We want safety. Uh, and speaking of safety, by the way, uh, if you're like most people, you probably are enjoying some uh, Black Friday weekend shopping. I do want to add something about safety in here as well. We've seen a trend towards stores that actually not line people up and have a Black Friday stampede where people get injured and sometimes killed. 
but instead they go to some sort of a, a ticket system. You can go within certain hours. If you are lining up in a store, make sure it's not a line that goes straight up to the window, to the glass doors, because a surge from the back of the line can be deadly if you're all the way in front. Make sure you gravitate towards areas of the store that are also safe. Know where the exits are, know where the safe uh, routes are. You know, I could do a whole show on just holiday shopping safety. And sadly, um, there will be other opportunities to do exactly that because I think we're probably going to see some more stories coming out. Um, but we do have a great second half for you. We are going to talk a little more silver lining. So stick with us, where, as you heard Larry tell you, we're going to have the co-founder of Election Integrity Project California. You do not want to miss what she's going to say. You're listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. We'll be back in a flash. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick. Well, we are just blessed on this show to have just a really fantastic and interesting lineup of guests every week. And this week, of course, is no exception. Larry, who do we have on the line? Sure, Wendy. Linda Payne has always had a passion for people and a deep love for America. After becoming concerned about destructive legislation being passed in California, she began the journey of learning how to be civically involved Linda co-founded the Tea Party Group in Santa Clarita, California. She also co-founded the SoCal Liberty Coalition of Citizen Activists in Southern California. And in December 2010, she co-founded the Election Integrity Project, or EIP. Since January of 2011, Election Integrity Project volunteers have diligently researched voter rolls and have trained approximately 7,000 volunteers across the state to observe polling locations and report their observations. And I'll just say quickly, uh, my wife and I were poll watchers and the Election Integrity people came in. They were so professional and I'm so appreciative of them doing that. So welcome to the show, Linda. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you, Larry and Wendy. I appreciate being on. And I just want to, you know, we now have actually trained 17,000 in 50 counties. That's wonderful. We call election. Wow. You know, Linda, you've done such such great work uh, for the people of California. I mean, it's ironic that nobody argues about the importance of election integrity. The argument and where paths diverge appears to be how do we do it um i just think it's adorable that larry and his wife were poll watchers his wife is just a beautiful soul and i can only imagine you know she she's probably so nice and affable nobody would dare try to cheat just because her (laughs) presence in itself is probably enough to dissuade anybody from bad behavior um but when we were kind of looking at your resume linda i mean i you've done so many things in the past you're so accomplished i'm just wondering how did you develop an area in this uh, this sort of level of politics, in terms of obviously it's important, but in terms of the how, how did you get here? You know, before I was doing this, I was actually a teacher, and um, uh, we we I started becoming interested in what was going on in two thousand nine, uh, eight and nine with the passing of TARP, 
And so when the Tea Party movement erupted, that's about the time when I got involved. It's so similar to what's happening right now after the 2020 election. It was something that was sort of earth-shaking for Americans all over the country. And for the first time, those of us who had never been political started paying attention. And because of my uh, background in teaching, uh, I naturally am inquisitive and want to get to the bottom of things. And that's really what motivated my getting involved. So we started with the Tea Party group, but then we started communicating with each other and realized issues that were taking place in Northern California appear to be taking place in Southern California. So we started the SoCal Liberty Coalition, which was a coalition of the nine gigantic Southern counties. And we began meeting every two weeks just to compare notes about what kind of laws were being passed in those counties. And after a year, it became clear there was a definite pattern. And patterns usually mean there's something causing the pattern. And so that naturally led to us in 2010 saying, hey, let's go have a look-see at, at our elections because nobody seemed to know how they worked or what the laws were. And it was the 2010 um, effort to observe the elections that we all just sort of woke up. We didn't know what we were looking at because we didn't know election law, but some of what we saw we just believed could not possibly be legal. So four of us from the coalition called an election law attorney after the races were called for people that should have had a, 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 a win and a big win in San Diego with Nick Popovich. But when we were on the call with the election law attorney, we relayed to her what we were seeing, and we said, surely this can't be legal. And when she said, yes, it is legal, um, we, we were floored. And so the bottom line, that long conversation, she pointed out that the issue of fraud was acknowledged by all parties but that it couldn't be fixed through the parties or candidates because it would be made political. And then if it was going to be fixed, it had to be done by a citizen organization that was nonpartisan and that was focused on integrity because we had to be willing to have our books opened wide so that we could prove that what we were doing was legitimate. So we got off the call from uh, with that attorney and four of us decided, well, I guess we better do this. <laughs> That's how we started Election Integrity Project, December 2010. Wow. Uh, Linda, what do you see as the greatest threats to the integrity of California and federal elections? Is it poorly maintained voter rolls or is it voting machines or increasingly lax rules for voting, such as stretching out the number of days people can vote or something else? Well, you know, the, the real real threat is the fact that what we've documented in now 11 years is that there are multiple facets of the entire election process that can and are being manipulated because of laws being passed by our legislators and signed in by the Secretary of State, Attorney General, and Governor that have destroyed integrity in the election process, making it possible to create vulnerabilities that are being manipulated. So it's not just one, two, or three things. It is the fact that the multiple facets could be likened to a spider's web, but not a nice, neat orb web where you can see all the connections. It's more like a black widow's web, black widow's web that is chaotic. In order to find all of the connections, you have to pull that chaotic web apart. And that's what EIPCA, our nonprofit that we're working under now, that's what we have done in, in the last 11 years, and we've connected the dots. 
uh, starting with with what we believe are unconstitutional laws and policies and procedures and emergency regulations that actually remove integrity from the process, making it possible to have an organized effort to manipulate the vulnerabilities that are created because of the bad laws. And from there, it's everything else you mentioned. Voting by mail, horrific. It should be eliminated and go back to um, to an absentee ballot. Uh, it should be maybe four days of, of voting in case someone can't make it on election day for whatever reason, maybe a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, it should be no machines. It should be paper ballots. You mark it, you put it in a ballot box. Um, it has to go back to as simple as possible. The more complex the election process is, the more vulnerabilities there are to be manipulated. You know, Linda, talking about simplifying things and making it easy to vote, making it easy to vote honestly and easily, and no matter where you are, where you live, who you are, um, you, what do you think about the argument of we live in a day and age where, you know, vendors and restaurants and bars and gyms, people want us to show proof of our vaccine status, even to board a plane. Um, and why would there then be so much outrage? I guess that's a good way to put it, sort of having followed as much as closely as I have over this last election cycle, outrage of people to actually produce just IDs in order to be able to vote. Well, what you've identified is one of the many connectors of that web. It's messaging. And so those who uh, are manipulating the process, and we believe it's not anomalies, it's not some whoops, this is an organized effort to forcibly transform first the state of California and having done it there to implement those same bad laws across the country. But one of the connectors is messaging. And those who want to forcibly transform the United States are really good at messaging and propaganda. Uh, not only the propaganda that we can't show ideas out there, and even though most citizens don't agree with that, they continue to pound that. The other piece of propaganda is that Californians are such knuckleheads that they have been voting to destroy the state, destroy their homes and their schools and their freedoms, uh, because they must be born with a third eye or something. That is couldn't be further from the truth. It is the bad laws that have created the vulnerabilities. And so to to really restore uh, the country, really, we have to recognize truth from propaganda, number one. We have to recognize that Californians have produced the best documentation in the country in spite of the pushback and in spite of the fact that the evidence we have documented and have provided to the state-level authorities and even the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, the Department of Justice and Homeland Security, and the Civil Rights Division, all of the evidence has been ignored and nothing is done with it. But Californians have stepped up every year when we ask them to step out and document again. And there are no more fierce patriots in the country than California. So, so that would be one of the connectors, propaganda. We don't, you know, not getting voter ID. We should have photo voter ID. And we need to pound that harder than the Marxists are pounding it. Uh, Linda, before we run out of time, and we are a little bit short on time right now, what if people want to get involved and help you? What is the best way to do that? Um, we're using our website, eip-ca.com, as a hub of communication. And that's because we have had interference with our ability to communicate since we started the, the company and beginning in 2012. 
not just social media, but even email is a challenge. So we're using our website as a hub to get critical information, to sign up to help, or to support our lawsuit. Um, we, are, we filed a lawsuit in 2021 against the state of California and 13 registrars of voters for unconstitutional laws and policies and procedures. Uh, we're now in the Ninth Circuit uh, appealing the er er earlier court's ruling, and we believe that our lawsuit will end up in the Supreme Court, um, by the way, because we are challenging the authority of legislators to destroy integrity in the election process. We're going to follow that, Linda. We're going to be following that. Thank you for joining us, and uh, thank you to our listeners. Please join us next week for more of Today with Dr. Wendy, headlines with a silver lining. Have a great weekend, safe shopping, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.